This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Lisa Wysocki from Ashland City, Tennessee. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 19th, episode 2853. Good morning, horse people. Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again. And away we go. Ah, that's right. You heard the beautiful and wonderful Lisa Waisaki's voice. She is here hanging out for Glenn today. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show and co-hosting with me. Oh, it's an honor. Thanks for having me. So you you have no internet at your house, so where the heck are you? (laughs) I am at a community room that we're able to reserve on occasion, and they have fabulous internet, so uh, it's very exciting. What is a community room? What is that? So a lot of cities or little towns have a community room that groups and organizations and people can reserve just to use for meetings or you know other events or internet use. (laughs) So are these people like? Here comes that lonely girl who talks to herself in the room for an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yep. there's all these windows in the front. And people are walking by, kind of looking at me. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, oh, she's so lonely in there. She rented the whole meeting room and nobody showed up. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just me. I'm having a meeting with myself. So, <laughs> Well, I want to talk about what's going on in your world. But first, let's get to our daily winnies. All right, well, uh, we have to have a birthday, Winnie, but guess what? There's no birthdays. So we're going to I know. I don't, I, you know what? If you have a birthday and you're like, but it's my birthday, I would like for you to email. Usually I say send your complaints to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com, but this time send it to Glenn because he's the birthday guy and he didn't put your birthday in. So if you have one, <laughs> sorry, we'll get it, we'll get to it on Friday. Uh, but we do have a new auditor, Veronica Stanley. Thank you so much for becoming a part of the HRN family. And then also, oh, how exciting was Monday? I just kept going online and looking at all the people that kept donating money to an animal rescue for Betty White's birthday. Wasn't that amazing? It, it was so cool. I searched the hashtag that they had made for uh, you know Betty's birthday, and uh, it was so cool to see all this money being donated to all these animal charities. It was so fantastic. I heard that they're going to make that an annual event. I hope they do. I don't know who they are, but we will. By yeah. God, because it'll pop up in my <laughs> Facebook memories and I'll just re- redo it every single year. So I think it should be an annual thing. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, she would have loved that. Oh, I actually reading all of the things and, you know, I'm a little emotional, especially when it comes to animals. I totally cried like repeatedly. Chad came down from putting Lucas to bed and I was on the couch. Messages and seeing how much money even donated, and I was like, and he's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "It's Betty White's birthday." <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with you? 
And my standard answer, Lisa, is if you think it's hard to be with me, you should try being me. It's way harder. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so emotionally moved. It was so great. I forgot to mention it on Monday. I meant to mention it on the show, but it didn't matter. Everybody got on board. So it was fantastic to see uh, everybody contributing. All right. Your turn for Daily Winnie. So my daily winning goes to anybody who drives a snowplow or anybody who's related to somebody who drives a snowplow because, I mean, half the country is just inundated with snow and ice, and these people are up at all hours of the morning and night. They're going 24-7, and, I mean, we couldn't function without these people. So, I mean, kudos to everybody who's in there with their cup of coffee and their load of lumber in the back of the truck, you know, trying to keep their truck from spinning out while they've got that plow going down the road or somebody's driveway. I mean, it's just I, I kudos to everybody. <laughs> when I lived in Ohio, I lived in eastern Cleveland, and Ooh. it's the snow belt to so the lake effect snow. And it was amazing how like all summer everybody was all normal and then winter comes and everybody has a plow on their the front of their trucks because it's like a it's a gig that everybody yes. gets in the winter and they make a ton of money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Snow plowing. Yeah. Oh, my mom's driveway in Minnesota there. Anytime there's two or more inches of snow, the guy comes and plows her out and I mean it's fifty dollars, but I mean you can't get out the driveway without it. So you know fifty dollars each driveway. Her driveway's probably, you know, 20 feet long. I mean, that's an amazing. It's longer than that, but, but still he's making good money, but, (laughs) but, but, you know, I mean, he's up at, you know, he's watching the snow and, and he's up at three o'clock in the morning and, and it's just, I mean, these people are just saints. They, well, no, they're not. They just wanted to make some extra well. cash, and I don't blame them. <laughs> but are you guys snowed under in Nashville? No, you know, we we had snow. We had like I don't know six or seven inches of snow, and then we had some ice, and then we had some more snow, and we're getting some ice tonight. Yeah. And already, get this, already in Nashville, it's what January nineteenth. We are the snowiest January on record for Middle Tennessee, and we have surpassed our snow allotment for the average season, and it's. Oh. Oh my gosh, that was us last year here in Oklahoma. So it's fortunately for me, it's just a little east. (laughs) Y'all take it. It's fine. You can have it. Uh, That's fantastic. Well, hey, um, we do have a cool show coming up. We've got uh, your friend Sarah Wilson is coming on and we're going to have a recipe with Jill Stanford from Cowgirls in the Kitchen. But first, I want to know what is happening in your publishing world. Of course, you're the author of many a book, some involving horses in the morning, which is awesome. Uh, so tell yes. me a little bit about what's happening with, uh, with Lisa's, uh, I don't know. What's your, do you have a publishing company? What is your, like just books well, by Lisa Waisaki kind of thing? Well, it, it, each book has different publishers. So the Cat Henry's Bright series has a publisher and the other books have different publishers. So, um, it's just, whatever's the best fit for that book. But we do have some uh, movement on the Cat Enright series. So uh, the lawyers are taking a final look at um, an agreement with a network, a cable channel, that is going to be doing um, some of the Cat Enright books uh, as a series. So I can't say too much about it yet. Uh, lawyers haven't signed off on it, but it's very exciting. Gosh, so, it's time for it to be a movie. Come on. I mean, yeah. it's so fantastic. It's like, it's like the, I mean, I don't want to say it's Hallmark channel. Cause like murder mystery, what would be like a, a mystery 
channel. I'm trying to see. Now you got yeah. me thinking because I know you're not going to tell me. Now <laughs> it's I'm gonna not guess. what you're going to what you think. So that's all I can say, and that'll keep you up at night, baby. Oh, um, it will. <laughs> so and I want to know who's going to play Cat and Ray. Like, yeah, you have people I, in line. We don't have casting yet, so um, I've we've got a list of people to approach. But you know, a lot of that. Uh, is with the production company. So a lot of that just, you know, it's kind of out of my hands. I can maybe make some suggestions, but, um, you know, we'll see. So hopefully in a, in a month or so or a couple months, we'll have some, you know, news that we can share. And then I'm really excited, Jamie, that um, I have another new book out. It's called The Mysterious Horse House. And it's a young adult book. And it's the main character is a girl who's 12 who starts seeing these mysterious lights and the lights kind of lead her through a secret tunnel into the barn at night. And she meets a talking pony who takes. (gasps) Yes. And and the pony takes her into this magical realm where the horse herds there have been fighting. And it's her job, this 12 year old girl's job to reunite the horse herds. So oh my God, I love it's, it. it's so much, fun. it was so much fun to write. I, I actually came up with the idea like 20, 30 years ago and I had the bones of the book done and it really just needed some updating and it was so much fun. It's called the mysterious horse house and it's available on Amazon and it's written, you know, for somebody who's might be 10, 12, 14, but the adult readers who have been reading it really seem to like it. So I think it sounds amazing. It's it's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun, and you know when you when you do kind of fantasy or something, uh, you can you can make up things, and that was that was cool. <laughs> I, I have go, I have questions about the process of writing a book that involves something so fantastical as that. Were you drinking or high when you came up with that? <laughs> I mean, that's an unbelievable idea. But I would I just how do you think of that? I don't know. You know, it's so long ago that I came up with this the thing. I, I mean, you know, there could have been some alcohol involved. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. I love so, the honesty. But but it's it's fun. The, the mysterious horse house. There's already a sequel in the works. So and it involves pirates. So that'll be fun. Oh my God, you're high like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, hey, before we get to our first guest, by the way, I'm super excited to read that. I think it sounds really cool. Side note, I got to tell you a story uh, because when I saw that title, I laughed because I I went on a date with a guy and I ended up having to run to the barn to blanket my horse. And, and he's not a horse guy. He was a musician. Mm. Definitely not a Nashville musician. Like, oh, my he's an idiot musician. <laughs> so I take him to the barn and I go to the stall to put the blanket on him. And he was like, oh, my God. You put clothes on your horse. I said, well, it's a, it's a blanket. I'm, I'm putting a blanket on him to keep him warm. Do you keep him in his horse house? I like his little horse house. Like, See, people, it's a people stall. use that term. <laughs> and I saw that book and it made me think of that dome that I went out with like once. But like yours is a much better use of horse house than his little stupid self. I going, can't believe he didn't use the word barn or he didn't know that horses lived in a barn i just i'm you put clothes on your horse in his horse house (laughs) (laughs) yeah so how many times did you go out with him that was it that was it but there was more dumbness associated like it wasn't just that like i'm not that ridiculous but yeah there was he was really (laughs) dumb 
really? obviously. Okay, I'll tell you. You want me to tell you the rest of it? Yes, I do. I want to hear the <laughs> whole thing, everything. So it actually was, of course, as a horse girl, you have to go to the barn to blanket your horse before you go to your company Christmas party. Of course. And I, I had met this guy, and he was very cute. And he was a musician. I met him at the – I worked for a radio station, so I met him there. And I was like, I have gone to every function for work, single, by myself, constantly. And I'm like becoming that like weird girl that like can't find a date, you know? (laughs) And so anyway, it was just, it was awful. And I was like, that's it. I'm taking a date. And so he was really cute and he was a musician and it's a radio station party. And so I, I, I go, we have to go to the barn, to the horse house and put the horse's clothes on in his horse house. And then we go to the party and I'm like, this guy's cool. He's going around. He's talking to everybody. He's making friends all over the I'm like, I didn't even see him half the time, which is great because I like to do my thing too. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go. And we go to get in the car. And he was like, that was the best party ever. And I was like, oh, that's so great. He goes, I made so many contacts. Oh. I was like, excuse me? What? Oh, no. He went to every single person. And gave them a CD and his business card to include the owner of the radio station who now owns all of the radio stations. And I was like horrified. I mean, you don't do that. So I was I was in the music industry here in Nashville for many, many years. And we in Nashville, I think it's a Nashville term. We call it germing. It's spelled G-H-E-R-M. I know what germing is because I worked for country music too. And that's See, when you constantly ask for free stuff too. Like, yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's a germ is immediately cut off from any, any contact with me or you, obviously. Yeah. Well, guess what I did as we were on the way to the car and he's like, I made so many contacts. I gave out like 20 CDs and I went up to your boss and I said, if you want to hear some good music, listen to this. And I slapped a card in his hand and put a CD in his hand. And he, uh, and I was like, uh, you did what? So now I'm not only the girl who never has a date when I do have a date, he's a total germ, like a total you, you don't use the company Christmas party to no. further your whatever. Anyway, I was so mad. Guess who drove? Me. Guess who drove home alone and left him in the parking lot? Seriously? Me. Oh, yeah. Seriously? I, was like, I was like, you call your brother to come pick you up because we are. I'm out of here. And I was like, I can't believe you just wouldn't like come in. Like, so anyway, that is the tale of the musician who called it a horse house. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. So did he even get that he did anything wrong? Oh, I'm sure not. And you know what's really like, like, do you want me to keep going with this? Because it got uh, it got even better. I, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this has nothing to do with horses. But later on in life, um, a few years down the road, I was judging a con like a, a it was like an open mic contest. But it was all the winners of all these contests at a place called Eddie's Attic in Atlanta, and I was the the judge for the you know annual the, they call it the open mic shootout. And yeah. everybody got to sing three songs and there were six of us judges and all of some radio people, some music people, some just like whatever. Anyway, so I'm a judge and he is one of the He's finalists. He's there. He's there. And I refused to pick him to move on to the first. It's like a, it's like a, 
NCAA brackets thing. And I was like, nope. And he made it through three rounds and made it to the semifinals. And I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Because he actually continued to harass me. I wasn't just still angry about that. But after I left him in the the parking lot, apparently... He didn't like that very much. So he harassed me for a bit. So I was like, mm, that's karma. <laughs> oh, payback. Payback. Oh, wow. I've really, I, I don't know if I feel stressed or cleansed. I don't know. <laughs> Lisa, this is TMI. I'm sorry. We see, uh, you, you're, you know the music world, so you know all of the things that I've experienced and you get it. Um, <laughs> totally. All right. Totally. Let's move on. I'm like, my palms are sweaty even telling these stories. It's so weird. Um, okay, before we get to our first guest, let's go head over to Stateline Tax. Stateline Tax has a lot of sales going on right now, as usual, but they do have some. I mean, you guys, it's January. Ariat Extreme Insulated Boots. They have the short ones and the tall ones. They've got the ultimate winter riding boots, and they are up to 37% off, it says. And then they've got the Carrots Riding Breeches and Tights, and I love Carrots Winter Breeches, and those are up to 48% off. Justin Boots they have. They have dog Gatsby dog coats, and, and that's where I got both my, my dog's blankets. You know, there's a list, if you guys know, a list of dogs that are most susceptible to cold. And they did like a top 10 list. And I have two of the dogs like on the list. (laughs) Basset Hound, Jack Russell. So my Basset Hound and my Jack Russell both have blankets that they go out in when it's cold. And you can buy those uh, for 48% off right now at StatelineTac.com. That's StatelineTac.com. This health segment is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, and I'm so excited because we have Sarah Wilson here with us. Sarah is here in Tennessee, and she is an expert on PEMF. It's Pulse Electromagnetic Field, and she's worked on our Colby's Army horses. She's absolutely fabulous. Sarah, welcome to Horses in the Morning. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. So, Sarah, tell us what PEMF actually is and what it does for horses and also for people. The easiest and quickest way to explain it is that your body cells are very much like batteries and batteries run out of energy and so do your cells. So this will manifest in fatigue, sore muscles and all kinds of other things. Um, And So PEMF uses electromagnetic waves to recharge your cells. So that, that helps, um, it'll detox, it'll, it'll allow your cells to soak up nutrients. Basically it's a huge, um, helper and it makes your body be able to do its job more efficiently. That's absolutely amazing. And in in full disclosure, Sarah has been out to our Colby's Army horses. And uh, a lot of the listeners have heard me talk about Tessie, our lead mare. And and in the auditor room, I posted some pictures about her. And and she can be really strong and um, very dynamic. And after Sarah was done with her, she was she had her head down to her ankles and she was drooling. (laughs) And, And she had the best like couple of weeks after that that she's ever had it's just uh phenomenal so sarah how did you get into to to doing this well it's becoming more popular um with performance horses so i there was a really good um practitioner in the area and i had her out to do mine and some clients horses and 
they weren't horses with major issues or anything. It, I was doing it as uh, I believed in it because I believe in magnets and all that, you know, wellness and all that stuff. And I saw actually really big differences in them. And I actually had her do it on me and I didn't have to use any Advil for like a week or two, which was amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. So, that is amazing. And I actually sat in your, your PEMF chair for people and really it does, mm-hmm. it does help. So specifically for horses, what are some of the things that, that this can help? It helps with increased range of motion. It generates natural cellular energy, like I said, and it also is um, natural support for healthy joint and cartilage function. And it can improve calcium and collagen production. Um, It also assists with muscle fatigue and discomfort and supports general relaxation, but also gives good natural energy at the same time. It's a great complementary modality for chiropractic or any of the other things that we do for our horses. So I think, you know, every one of us has a horse who's aging because every day our horses and we get older and, you know, the the range of motion I think is so important and maybe something we're not really, you know, thinking about. Um, and mm-hmm. as I come from the therapeutic riding end of things, you know, we're looking for those even uh, cadenced beats and gates and, and um, you know, when the, when the horses get older, as is true with a lot of horses in therapeutic riding, it's so important to have that range of motion. So I, I can mm-hmm. see that this being a really good uh, thing to do for horses who are older. But as you also mentioned, for horses who are performance horses or are show horses or, or even horses who are working trail horses. Mm-hmm. I, it's actually even becoming big um, in the show cattle industry. What? Really? They're, yes. They're, really? Um, like out, yeah. Out West, there's, there are a few, because um, the company that I have done all this through, they are really excellent. And so they have a really open um, Facebook page for certified practitioners and stuff like that. And so it's everybody from all over the country. And there are a lot of posts about people out West doing show cattle big time. Amazing. I did PEMF because I had a horse that so it was recommended for, and I was very, well, let's see, I was skeptical. And so the yeah. guy who was doing it, he goes, okay, we'll do you first. We'll do you today, and then you bring your horse tomorrow. So I went in and sat mm-hmm. down, he used the thing on me, and I'm not a great sleeper. Like, I don't. I don't lay down and go to sleep and then wake up in the morning. It's like a toss and turn. Like I was up at five this morning, just constant, just not great, not consistent sleep. And this, it went, I could feel it going through my body. And like, all of a sudden it like locked onto my shoulder, which is where I have the most pain. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll go and it'll find where there's pain Mm -hmm. and it'll man to like work on that. I was like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, and it it felt great. And I thought, Oh, this is good. And I got up and I went home and I slept that night for 12 hours. (laughs) Like, that's great. What is, why, what is that? And I thought I have to buy one of these chat. I have to buy one of these. And so obviously it's (laughs) quite the investment and I didn't have time to make it pay for itself. But I was like, I just want to sit up every night and let it massage my shoulder and let me sleep for 12 hours a night. It'd be great. (laughs) Why did that happen? It definitely supports general relaxation and me not being a doctor, I can't answer all of those questions, but I would think that if you're not in pain, you're able to rest easier. 
I don't yeah. know. It did something um, to my brain. And you said something about collagen. If I put it on my face, is it going to make my wrinkles go away? <laughs> you know what? The sky's the limit. I don't know. I can't <laughs> say yes or no. <laughs> that would have to be an experiment. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in. I'm raising my hand right now. <laughs> so yeah. that out. So, Sarah, tell tell the listeners a little bit about, like, the average treatment like when you go into a barn kind of what does that look like and how long does it take and all of that um a good like normal full body session should take an hour sometimes a little more there are like eight major spots that we'll do and we can stay in each spot for as little as four or five minutes to make it do something and be successful um but then we'll also as a practitioner you'll find kind of where they're most sore and you'll kind of gravitate back towards that. I'm lucky enough that I got the machine that has two, um, I can plug in two accessories at the same time, both on individual controls. So I'm actually lucky enough to even be able to put different things on different areas and be able to leave it there for a while, which is nice because that kind of gets into the problem areas a little better um, in the hour that it takes, but um, other practitioners will also just stretch the time out a little bit. And if there's a certain spot or certain appendage that needs more work, you know, they'll add that on. Yeah. And if, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's, there's this machine and then there's these like tube things that you kind of loop over the horse's neck or back or, or rump or even, even their face um, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of hang them. And, and um, uh, we had one horse who was a little skeptical at first and, um, but <laughs> within minutes he just was like, Oh, this is really awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've had really good luck with them actually really accepting it, um, even if they are skeptical at first. And the second time you go to do them, like, they are so much more relaxed in the beginning. They're like, oh, yeah, you're that person. Thank you. (laughs) Now, you mentioned, you know, uh, competition horses and things. So if if a horse has a a treatment, then can they go, like, right into a class? Is there, like, a downtime period? Or what's what's the optimal recommendation there? If you get treatments on the horse, like, regularly, you know how they react. Every horse is different. Most are good to go, technically. And if they're at a at a show or something and you're doing it, you probably get it pretty frequently. So it's not as bad where if it's more sporadically, you, you kind of don't want to work them right after, but if you get it done more often, you know, if they are able to handle that, which most are, if they're done frequently and then they, yeah, you can do it before you can do it after you can do it whenever. Now then, do you usually do like chiropractic or massage? massage it kind of seems like you, you have kind of, you're doing it more frequently at first and then as, as you improve or, or the horse improves, it becomes less frequent and then maybe you're doing it just for maintenance. Is that the same here? Sort of. I mean, you want the body to keep running efficiently. So if they're really showing and everything, then you kind of want to stay on like a little bit of a schedule. Um but if you're just kind of normal working, then yeah, you can definitely stretch it out and stuff and that kind of thing. But it is good at least monthly to get it done with them just to make sure everything's running efficiently in their body. Right. And so you said that uh, this is becoming more popular, which I think is amazingly awesome because I'm, I'm a 
true believer now. Um, so, <laughs> so, so if, if somebody's in, I don't know, Seattle or Denver, where, where might they find a practitioner? Usually someone in the horse business knows somebody. Um, you can also look up on pulsecenters.com. They do have map with pulse certified practitioners. How do you know, like, okay, I, I've got enough on the left butt cheek and now I need to move to the right shoulder. How do you, how do you know that? You just watch. They'll, a lot of them will definitely pulse differently. Like you'll have the loops draped over on the right and left shoulder, but you'll see one pulsing much more than the other. Um, or there'll be a little bit of a difference in how the fascia looks when it's pulsing and stuff like that. So you can kind of see it and you go, okay, I want to go back to that spot. And yeah. Cause you're, you're there for a while. Yeah. I, I kind of look at it as twitching cause I don't really know what I'm talking about, but, but <laughs> I, I know when, when our horses were done, they, they just kind of, the muscles would just kind of twitch for a little bit, but mm-hmm. the horses seemed to like think this was really awesome. Mm-hmm. It, they do. I do Thank too. You. When I'm in the chair and I twitch, I'm okay with it. <laughs> so Sarah, how does, how do we find more about you and, and how can listeners get in touch with you? Um, I do have a Facebook page. It's go in the distance, which there's no second G. So G O I N apostrophe, the distance, um, P E M F is on Facebook and I am accessible through there. Okay, so go in the distance, PEMF. Sarah Wilson, thank you so much uh, for for coming and telling us all about this. I'm I'm just a true believer. If you haven't tried this, find somebody in your area who will come do this for for your horses and for you. Because as Jamie said, you might you might have a good night's sleep. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. And here I am again, joined by Janet. Geyer, who is the mad scientist behind Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds. And we're going to talk a little bit about roasting your horse's horse feed. That's right. The the ingredients that are non-GMO verified in the Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds sometimes are roasted. And I'm sure there's a reason for that. So, Janet, inform me. Well, thank you very much, Jen. Um, The reason that we flame roast is really twofold. One of them is uh, basically to increase digestibility because once you roast, it opens up the kernels and allows the product to be a whole lot more digestible so you actually get more for your money. The second reason is is that grain usually sits in a silo for a long period of time. And during this period of time, you have little creatures in there, you have little mice, you have insects, you have birds. You have droppings, you have bacteria and mold growing, and if it sits for a really long period of time in a humid environment, it can really grow a lot of mold. So by roasting it, you're actually killing off the mold and uh, killing off the bacteria and making a cleaner product. Does that change the moisture content or do you add moisture back into it again? Well, it actually lowers the moisture content, and we use this actually as a natural preservative. So moisture creates mold and bacteria to grow. If you don't have any of the spores there to grow, uh, you're not going to have any mold and bacteria. And by keeping the moisture low, uh, it's a natural preservative. 
So we don't have to add anything, no chemical uh, mold inhibitors in there. I like that idea a whole lot. So if you want to learn more about the Daily Dose Equine non-GMO verified horse feeds, you can do that at DailyDoseEquine.com. And you can also find a local retailer to purchase your feed, or you can go to Chewy.com and order your horse feed for fast and convenient nationwide delivery. Thanks, Janet. It's recipe time. Hope you guys are hungry. That's right. Cowgirls in the kitchen is our guest and Jill Stanford is coming on to give us, I I love how you give us like seasonal cute recipes (laughs) and this seems like it's one that's coming up soon. So Jill, first of all, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning to you, Jamie, and good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Oh my gosh. So you're in Oregon. Is it freezing? Is there like 19 feet of snow? What's going on? (laughs) No, we had the 19 feet of snow last week. It's all melting away now, but it's still cold. I mean, you know, winter is definitely not over here until June. (laughs) So we just kind of hunker down. I feel like we should give you like some sort of safe word if you need us to come and dig you out and help you. Like if you're like stuck, (laughs) you're trapped in your house. I think help would just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just help. Just somebody help me. I don't know. I mean, the the, the fact that you're like stuck in your house, there's so much snow and all you do is cook. You might need a little more help than than that. You you can't be, you can't be stuck in the house. You have to go and shovel all the snow off your car or you have to go out and water the horses. You just have to deal with it, you know, period. That's all you have to do. But that's what makes something warm in your tummy a good thing to have. Tell us a little bit about our, it's Valentine's Day pancakes. Valentine's Day pancakes. I know, I am absolutely certain that everybody has a box of Bix, biscuit ma- baking mix in their pantry. I know I do. Absolutely. And if you Valentine's- don't go to the store, what are you doing? Exactly. It, it's, it's your go-to. Valentine's Day is, is to show everybody that you love that they are very special And I think a box of chocolates is always nice, but not much help when you have to go out to the barn early in the morning and clean the stalls or unfreeze the water trough and so on. For the kids waiting in the cold for the school bus, this will keep them wrapped in warmth. These pancakes will show your loved ones they are indeed very special to you, and you had to get up early to prove it. And maybe you'll get the box of chocolates that evening. That'd be cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can you find with this, the wine with the wine that's, with the wine i think wine <laughs> yeah. and chocolate and you're ready to go to sleep and face the day the next day don't you think <laughs> sure that's what i say every morning do either one of you get chocolates for valentine's day I am not a chocolate person only because it makes my, uh, it, it, I can't have chocolate too late. My husband likes to have chocolate right before bed, but it keeps me awake. So I don't do chocolates, but I will do chocolates at lunchtime. So I'm but not you can do chocolate in the morning. That, that's true. That, you just do that. I, yeah. All of that counts. I think just chocolate anytime is a good thing to have. You know, I had a doctor at one point who uh, who prescribed some dark chocolate for me every morning, which I thought he was like the best doctor in the whole world. Uh, you really, really, what's his name? I need, I need that man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a very good doctor to me. Yes. <laughs> Same address. I know that you have posted this on your page. Is that right? The, the entire recipe? And if we haven't, we will. It's also on my Facebook page, which is the Cowgirls in the Kitchen. 
and I've posted it on that page as well. So I'll just go through it very quickly, shall I? Or or go not? Ahead. Would you rather they read it? <laughs> no, do it. We we need coaching. Okay, okay. You're going to start out with two and a quarter cups of biscuit mix, which you're going to divide into two cups and then save one quarter of the cup. A cup of milk plus one tablespoon, two large eggs, a quarter of a butter melted, two-thirds cup of loosely packed brown sugar, three tablespoons of ground cinnamon, one teaspoon of vanilla, nonstick baking spray, I like the butter flavor for this, and two plastic bags. You're going to preheat your griddle or your iron fry pan to medium heat. In a large bowl, whisk together two cups of the biscuit mix, one cup of milk, and the eggs until the mixture is nice and smooth. Set that aside. In a small bowl, combine the melted butter, brown sugar, and the remaining one-quarter cup of biscuit mix, one tablespoon of milk, and the cinnamon and the vanilla. Whisk all this together until it is smooth, adding a little bit more milk if needed to make the cinnamon mixture thin enough for piping. And you're thinking, piping? What am I going to be piping? Transfer this mixture into a plastic bag and sniff off the corner for piping. Spray the hot griddle with nonstick baking spray. Spoon about a third of the cup of the batter into the other plastic bag and cut off the corner. Pipe the pancake into a heart shape on the griddle. Get it? Mm -hmm. Filling in the outlines and then immediately pipe the cinnamon mixture right over the top of the pancake. Oh, I want some right now. I know, I know. (laughs) When it's ready to flip, spray some nonstick spray right onto it. Flip it and cook it on the other side until it's golden. Keep these pancakes warm in a towel in a low warm oven. Repeat all this until the batter and the cinnamon mixture is gone. To be really fancy, serve this with whipped cream that you added a small drop, just a tiny drop of red food coloring to. That makes it pink. That's very Valentine's Day. As well as a sprinkle of red hots. Or butter and maple syrup will do just fine. It was the <laughs> thought that really counts. This will make about uh, about will make about twenty four I love you hearts, or twelve oh, cool. large ones, whatever you want to do. I love I, who it. Doesn't, who doesn't like pancakes? Honestly, it's a great way to start the day. I, I have a quick question. So I don't really cook unless it's in a crock pot, but I could do this. I, I, seriously, I think I could do this. And but when when you say milk, does it make a difference what kind of milk you're using? Doesn't doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter okay. at all. Any more questions? <laughs> so okay. maybe I should develop one that goes in a crock pot. That'd, there you go. That'd be interesting. <laughs> She's gonna be spraying her the bottom of her crock pot, doing this exactly, in the exactly. in the base. <laughs> And then I'll hear about it. Then I'll get complaints. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. get my spatula down there to get all the. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, you you nailed mm-hmm. it. You nailed it. No, so I think said, I don't make pancakes very often, but when I do, I put my whole heart into it because I do think it does take a little time and effort. But isn't that what you want to show people on Valentine's Day? Yeah. A little time and effort that you love them very much. This is good because my husband is the is the breakfast maker in our mm-hmm. house i make everything else but he makes the things and so what he does is like it's he's almost like a shorter cook but he literally <laughs> okay I, it sounds like he's an amazing cook like, literally he'll take the the mix and put water in it and like pour it on the griddle or he'll scramble eggs so it, it's not like he's an amazing breakfast chef or anything but if i roll out and make this 
And by the way, that cinnamon brown sugar thing sounds like the oh, most I amazing. Tell you, it, I know. It, it really yeah. does it. It really does it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this and I'm going to be like heralded as the greatest wife of all time. And I'm going to give you no credit. And I'm going to say, <laughs> I made this up myself because <laughs> I'm so talented. And just no, like that's what you have I to do. do. <laughs> never, never give away your culinary secrets. That's the first that's the first thing. There isn't any reason why you couldn't use a pre-made pancake mix for this. All you would need to do then is to make the topping mix of the yeah. brown sugar, the cinnamon, you know, the butter and the eggs. That's all you'd need to do. So, yeah, you know, that's, that, there's your shortcut because I think amazing. cowgirls are always looking for shortcuts. Yes, <laughs> Anything we, we can do to get back in the saddle faster. I think yes. it's the whole the whole key, isn't it? Well, Jill, between you and me, I'm giving you credit. But between you, me and my <laughs> husband, I give you no credit. I've made this up. Look okay, at me, I'm I amazing. Give you, I give you I give you permission. Give you permission. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Perfectly thanks, Jill. Okay. Cowgirls. <laughs> Let me know how the- it turns out. I will. I will. Cowgirls in the Kitchen is the, where you can find her. Jill Sanford, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time. You're so welcome, and Happy New Year, by the way. (laughs) Oh, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. What if adding just one product to your feed regimen could help your horse recover faster after a show, get relief from inflammation, reduce his nerves, and ease digestion? If any of those benefits sound appealing to you, then check out American Harvest Premium Hemp Extracts and equine hemp pellets. American Harvest's natural equine hemp pellets are vet-formulated and produced from natural hemp. The palatable pelleted formula is manufactured with potent raw CBD using no chemical processing, so your horse will love the taste as much as you'll love the benefits. If you prefer a liquid application, check out American Harvest's THC-free CBD oil or premium hemp extract, which provides CBD from hemp extract. Look for the full line of American Harvest products at your local equine shop, any Hubbard dealer, or online at our store, at store.altech.com. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. That's right. That time of the week for the weird news. That is the stories that you guys see and you're reading the news and you think, huh, that's weird. Then you send it to me and I get to read it on the show. And so if you do see a weird news story, send it to Jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line of the email. That way I can sort it out. And uh, this week's submitters were Aaron, Brooklyn, Abby, Ruth, Lori, and some weird guy named Glenn. I don't know who he is, but whatever. He sends me weird news every week. He won't leave me alone. Just emails all the time. Um, So let's first start with something that's so... uh, Yeah, great. All right. So this is in Canada and Manotic residents along the banks of the Rio River were for, I'm sure I'm pronouncing everything wrong, but that's okay. Um, They were forced into a water rescue Sunday afternoon. Okay, Lisa, this guy, he's out with his kids and they have a a river that's frozen and he's teaching his children how to ice skate and play hockey on this river. And all of a sudden they're like, Look out! There's some chick driving her car down the river. On the river. What could possibly go wrong? Well, eventually, the car 
crashes down into the surface of the ice and and is basically nose down into the river. Everybody comes, oh my God, we got to help her, we got to help her. Get out, can you get out of the car? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's gathering her belongings slowly. As the car is sinking. Into a duffel bag as the car is sinking. So she finally makes her way out. Now, here's the thing. This story did not go viral because of the woman going down in the ice in the river. What happens next is the reason this story went viral. She climbed out of her window with her duffel bag, climbed onto the roof of the car, walked to the back window of the car, which is now like the car is at about a 45 degree angle, halfway over halfway submerged in the ice. Okay. What does she do? She stands on the trunk of her car with her arm extended and begins taking selfies. Of herself while her car is sinking. And here's the thing. Then people started taking pictures of her, taking pictures of her selfie while her car sinks into a frigid river. (laughs) So, Jamie, I grew up in Minnesota on a lake. And every year, big lake, every year cars go through the ice. People drive their cars on the ice. They're going out for ice fishing or whatever, joy riding, and cars go on, go on the ice. And so in my entire lifetime, with several cars going through every year, I have never once heard of people taking a selfie of their car going down. Uh, I don't, I just, it makes me wonder what has happened to this world. So I was watching this video and I'll have to find it and post it because it was, it was just a video of a guy who's walking and he's, he's, somebody's filming him and he's walking down and he hits his, it says 19, you know, kids growing up in the nineties. And he walks on, he hits his shoulder on the door frame and he just walks on and he's like, yeah. And then like 2000 kids hits his shoulder on the door frame and they're like, he's like, ow, ah, you know, and yeah. then there's like the 20, you know, 2010 kids that hits their arm on the shoulder on the doorway and hit the ground and oh my God, pop the phone out, take a selfie. Ah, <laughs> click. <laughs> so it, it chronicles, I think it starts actually in the seventies and goes all the way up and at the dramatic reaction that these that last generation had. Anyway, that's what made me, it made me think of that video. So apparently they did have to rescue her with a kayak to get her out of the water. (laughs) The police did say, remember, Ottawa Police Service would like to remind residents to stay off the ice and remember, quote, no ice is safe ice. Well, you know, I don't know about Canada, but in Minnesota, if your car goes through the ice, you have to pay eventually for people to pull it out of the water. So you have to pay for your own rescue which can get pretty expensive. That's and then, of course, what said then your car's totaled. Yeah. They're like, it's going to, uh, one, one guy says, I hope you, an old man who lives on old mill way says, I hope you enjoyed the jaw ride. I wonder what it's going to cost her to fish that thing out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds reasonable, okay? And it's from Caesar, like Caesar Milan's website, I guess, Caesarsway.com. And it's uh, the title of the article is Man Made His Wife Choose Between Her Rescue Dogs and Him. And she picked the dogs. 
And so you're like, good for you, girl. That's awesome. Yeah. Girl power, dog power. You don't need no man until you start reading. <laughs> she, okay, let's hear it. Okay. So she met this guy when she was 16 years old and they fell in love. They finished high school and then they got married. They got married very young. This is uh, in Suffolk, England. So they're, they've married over 25 years and she decides like, kind of as she's going through the marriage, she began rescuing dogs. And apparently she felt like they had enough room to rescue a lot of dogs. What kind of dogs did they rescue? Bull terriers, like the Spuds McKenzie dogs. And so she came from a background. She was raised. Her mom was a Westie breeder and her dad owned a feed company. And so she did dogs were in her blood. So she starts rescuing dogs. And apparently Mike, her husband decided Liz, I think we've had enough. Um, and then there's a picture of her. It's called Beds for Bullies is her rescue. And there's a picture of her sitting on a couch with one, two, three, four, five bullies around. And the title is um, Family Portrait. It's only five, but getting five to pose is hard enough. And you're like, how many How many do you have? And I, I think I can understand why the husband had had enough. Uh, how many? She ended up having 30 bull terriers no way. in their house and in their small yard yeah 30 bull terriers and it got all the way up to 50 when he was with them what it also How says can- beds for bullies oh wait no it gets better now now that the husband's gone <laughs> beds for bullies is operating at 200 dogs and counting oh my goodness i mean how can you even possibly give one of 200 dogs, the love and attention it needs. Oh, my goodness. She says most of them aren't adoptable, so she's just going to keep them all. 200 currently. I don't know how many of those are in her house, but apparently there was like a huge vet bill that one of them had, and she paid. She chose to pay the vet bill, and she didn't pay rent, so then she had to like move into a tent with <laughs> all these dogs. What? Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I'm just floored. How... I I don't know. (laughs) I can't believe that guy left. All right. So the next story is we, so, so this is, it's it. I've got, I've got two more. Now this one is, this one was sent to me by listener and it's almost too bizarre to talk about, um, to do, but I'm going to just, it needs to be said. Okay, so this um, has happened. There was a doctor in England who is now no longer. Actually, he's petitioning uh, the decision right now. But apparently a doctor in the UK has been removed from the country's medical register. Why? He was doing um, organ transplants and he was he was I don't know. I can't even do the story. (laughs) He was. Putting his initials into livers that he was transplanting. He was doing liver transplants and carving his initials into the livers. And how did he get caught, you wonder? Because one of the liver transplants failed and the next doctor opened it up and went to take out the liver. And they're like, hmm, why is this guy's name carved into your liver? That's how they <laughs> caught him. So he was what? signing his own work. They said he was basically branding his patients and uh, his um, 
fitness to practice is impaired and he's no longer uh, allowed. He, uh, they said he, 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 this is his statement. I foolishly made a mark on the uh, liver and it was stupid and entirely wrong. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. He got fired. Apparently he's trying to get his job back now because time has passed, but that's why it's back in the news. But like, mm, that's pretty horrible. That's pretty horrible. One person is like, that sounds like a good idea. There's no comment that we can have next one. Okay, so then I got sent this story, and I, it, it, get, it left me with more questions, Lisa, than I had answers to, so I Googled it. Okay, so a Rogersville woman is facing multiple charges after she allegedly lost her temper while playing a board game, hit her husband, he called the police, and then when the police come, she says, I'm not going to jail, and she started beating up the officers. <laughs> She was caught and they did subdue her and they arrested her. And her mugshot is she is a young woman. By the way, this is like Christmas, like December 20th. (laughs) The mugshot is of her crying. So she's standing there getting in the orange jumpsuit, sobbing. Okay. And nowhere in the article could I find the name of the game. I was like, I want to know what What game they were were playing. playing. So I Googled. Uh, police board game arrested violence. <sighs> Do you know how many times this has happened? <laughs> like multiple times. Apparently the game of life was too lifelike for a Laporte County man as he was jailed after tempers flared with his spite spouse. So he made some joke about getting married and having kids. And he's like, I already have married and have kids. And then he was like, went up to bed and she apparently like attacked him while he was sleeping. And then he hit her and he got right. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but that happened. And then I, there was <clears throat> board game violence. I Googled that because I really wanted to find the name of the original one. Uh, yeah. So apparently, somebody else got arrested playing a board game which was monopoly and it this is in florida and then the 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 picture of this florida woman who was arrested for playing monopoly is of a young woman in the orange jumpsuit standing against the wall crying (laughs) like so 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 your friends invite you over for game night and you've got you're playing board games and then everybody's going to get arrested Mm. That's what that's kind of the result of all of this. You know what? If you're getting violent because um, of board games, you need to revisit your existence. Okay, like, let's not let's not do that. So anyway, uh, I was really surprised at how many people have been arrested for being violent playing board games. And that's your weird news for the week. Thank you all for sending it again. If you see a news story that you're like, that's weird, send it to Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. I don't get to all of them, and I also don't reveal whose is which because I don't feel like it's anybody's business where you're finding your news. Lisa, it has been awesome having you today. Thank you so much for sitting in. I hope you had a good time. Oh, it was great. It was great and uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. And what's the book, the book of the horse house? What's the name of it? All I can think of a horse house. (laughs) (laughs) It's called the mysterious horse house. Best found on amazon.com. The mysterious horse house. Go to find that on Amazon. Sounds amazing. And it'll be a movie soon. Just like the cat in right. Hopefully fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yep. 
All right, everybody, have a great day. Spay, neuter, and geld.